Blog Talk Radio. Magaha, certified life coach, and I welcome you to my show. Wow, that must be some serious resistance to our topic tonight. Mm-hmm. Confidently me building self-confidence. Wow. It is <laughs> Wednesday, November the 15th, and it's a little after 9.02. It's 9.03, and we are here. We are here. We are up. We are live. We are in the house. Um, if you're listening tonight and you want to discuss a particular topic in the future, um, drop me a message in the chat or reach out to me at B. 
become uh why that threw me all over, all the way off becoming excellent b uh b e dot com uh, instagram facebook hit me up um if you're looking to improve your life if you are looking to talk to someone not maybe not ready for therapy but you kind of want to get a grip on where you want to go reach out to me. I am a certified life coach. I have years of experience untangling messy situations. Um, I would like to welcome tonight in the house, Sean and Antonio Magaha. Hello. Are you guys in the house? Yeah, I'm here. I just want to let everybody know tomorrow night on uh, Hilltop Radio Show, Mr. Antonio Magaha will be in the building. We're going to be his, his new anticipated EP drops uh, Friday. So you guys can tune in Woo! with us tomorrow night and get, you can get a snippet of the music that's going to be played. I'm not going to play it all. I'm just going to give you guys a snippet, which you can anticipate on this music. And again, my light skinned brother from another mother on oh, the microphone. Oh, boy, the light oh, skin boy, is oh, back boy. and he's bringing it back. <laughs> nah, I just want to, Thank you guys for uh, all that you guys do uh, and, and what Appreciate you guys you, bring to the network. Yeah. So thank, thank yeah. you. Thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you yeah. again for the. And I, let me say this light skin ain't back, man. We never went anywhere, bro. We never went anywhere. Uh, that, that, that was a myth. We never went anywhere. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, cool. <laughs> Listen, listen, y'all. You know, y'all. Definitely, I remember Tyler watching Tyler Perry shows, and he was um he was real fond of the the light skinned character. Always was the good guy, and the dark skinned guy was really? always the villain. Are you sure? Oh my God! You sure? You sure? You sure about that? Yes. Who? Shamar Moore. Remember, he was in the movie. He was the he was the good guy. Oh, well, Shamar Moore's been the good guy from, I mean, back in, we talking about when they were doing soap operas. I mean, come on, man. Like, that's, that, yeah, that's, 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 well, that, you, was his, hey, that was his role. You know, you know who started, who started the trend? That was uh, uh, Christopher Williams and, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> pretty motherfucker. <laughs> yes, Mr. Didn't he hit Holly Berry in the ear? That yeah, was him. No, that no, uh, that wasn't him. That was Dave no. Justice. That was Dave yeah, that was Dave Justice. Justice. Yeah, that was another light skin from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Wait a minute drunk. now. Let's, 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 he was drunk. He let, was let's, drunk. Let's not start talking about because Hallie, Hallie got some issues now. Hallie got some issues. I mean, she don't deserve to have her hands, pants put on her, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Just, Dave Justice, he was drunk, y'all. He was drunk. He was drunk. <laughs> he was on that Budweiser. Uh, wow! <laughs> Any excuse to do, blame it on the al- 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 alcohol. Oh man, are y'all ready for Thanksgiving? It's oh, next week. Yeah, I'm ready. I am ready. I'm ready for for a week of not having to get up if I don't want to and be anywhere. That's that's what I'm ready for. To be honest with you, I'm tired. Yes, I'm wore out. Two years wore me out thus far, so I'm, I'm ready for a break. Ready for a break. Yeah. That yeah. has to be something, man. You guys are gonna have to come on and really talk about one of y'all's shows and really talk about behind the scenes in schools, man. What you guys gotta really put up with. You know, oh. teachers, <laughs> parents, administration, 
You know what I mean? Really yeah, getting into it. Maybe in June oh, yeah. when school would y'all out of school. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, I, hey, listen. I, I don't care. They, I can say, listen, I had two kids today come and tell me. Well, I ain't even going to. Yeah, you're right. In June. In June. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it in June. We'll, we'll put that. Uh, all right. Let's see. We got any of the Hilltop Ball Stars uh, in, the, in the house tonight? Not yet. I thought I saw Benita's um, number in there. Okay. All right. Well, tonight we are talking about confidently me building self-trust and self-confidence. We have an amazing uh, guest tonight. She is uh, Marquita Sams. She has a MSW, Master in Social Work, and a Master in Fine Arts. Um, I'm going to play this little clip and then I'm going to properly introduce her confidence, self-confidence. A lot of us are walking around, um, I'm faking it, faking it, but we really don't have true self-confidence. Listen, uh, I remember years ago, I was lacking. I, I wasn't as confident as I am today. And I, I have to say the self-confidence has really improved and some things I used to to do was listen consistently to motivational speeches. Um, Sometimes when you don't have that intrinsic inside confidence, you have to get it from, um, from outside. And so this is one thing I used to listen to. There are a few things you just can't learn from a textbook that you have to live through, to see, to be fully entrenched in. Because here is a simple truth. This world is a tough place. Getting what you want, making the most of the time you have, requires that you put yourself in the position to succeed. It means you see a finish line before one exists. Look, no one's ever going to call you and tell you how incredible your idea is. You can't build a business on potential or win a championship on promise. Results are binary. You either accomplished something or you simply did not. Right? That's it. That's what people see, the result. So that means every second, every step of the way from where you are right now until you cross the finish line depends on you and your thoughts. How you internalize failure, how you look at setbacks, when no one is around to pat you on the back or tell you how great you are, will you have enough self-belief to move forward? Because my friends, that's the hardest part. That's what no one talks about. Having the courage to wake up every single day of your life and know that you are building towards something incredible. You are creating a masterpiece from the ground up. And that means that when you're looking in the mirror, you believe in what's staring back at you. You see the unseen and you are willing to bring it to life. That is the foundation that you build greatness on. 
And it's a daily pursuit, creating milestones, designing the small wins that keep you going, that keep you moving, that get you past all those times you so desperately want to turn around, but know that for you, it simply isn't an option. That is not your reality. You have more waiting for you. And so you press on, cloaked in confidence, you move into the unknown, seeking the day the rest of the world looks up and calls you lucky. They'll look at what you've built and say how fortunate you are, but they won't comprehend the 20-hour days, the focus, the ridicule for being different or obsessive or nonconformist. They won't know that self-belief trumped all of that, that it was everything. The word great is separate for a reason. It implies a specific set of beliefs and values. It means you saw light when most people saw darkness. It means you said yes when most people said no. You moved forward when the rest of the world turned around. Believe in your greatness. See it. Live it. It is there and you need to know that it's there because it will make all the difference. Your self-belief will define you. All right. Welcome back to Be Lifestyle Radio. I am your host, Letitia Dorsey Maha. So, like I was saying before we um, went off for that little clip, there was a time, Antonio, you, you, you remember listening to those? I mean, you you probably still listen to those in the gym. Huh? Um, In the gym, in the morning, at night before I go to sleep, absolutely. Throughout the day, absolutely. Yeah. But I remember when we first started listening to them, though, yes. I did. Yep. Whatever it takes, sometimes it takes whatever it takes to build your um, your confidence up. And I used to listen to a lot of those uh, those clips. Free, YouTube. All right. So on tonight's show, we have uh, Marquita Sam. She is a choreographer, director, filmmaker, painter, social worker, therapist, and spiritual healer. And to- 2006, Ms. Sam, Mrs. Sams received a BA in African and African American Studies and Dance from Washington University in St. Louis. In 2013, she received a Master's in Fine Arts from the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, where she focused on the spiritual and cultural significance of the dance of the African diaspora. Whew. In 2022, Sams received her master's in social work from Delaware, Delaware State University, where she focused on the intersection between spirituality and somatic psychotherapy. Mm. Sams, is cur- <laughs> Sams is currently practicing as a mental health therapist. Marquita is a certified energy healer, spiritual and mental health coach, and founder of Miracles in Motion, a dance healing modality. Everybody give it up for Marquita Sam. Woo! 
Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. That was a lot. Yeah, well, (laughs) our uh, uh, powerful, huh? The clip was powerful. Oh, the uh, motivational clip. Yeah, I I love those. I love those. How are you this evening? Oh, well, glad to be here. Y'all are funny. I see y'all are already having a night. (laughs) Already. Listen, I look forward to Wednesday night. I can be tired, which I am. I'm all working with these kids and working with these grown-ups. I am tired, but Wednesday night is always it's always a good time. Usha, it's always a good usha, time. Usha. Usha. And and with all of these healing, these people that are coming in with this with these healing modalities, I mean, I there just really isn't any, any excuse in this day and time, I mean, I'm going to say this, the kind of, the people who I brought to this show on these Wednesdays, people spend a lot of money for this kind of information. They they spend a lot of money for this information. So I am pleased to be able to offer just even a little bit of um, something to people and it's it's free, it, it's free. So if you mm-hmm. are out there and you're listening, hey, share this, share these uh, Wednesday nights with someone. I, my sister is um she's listening, she's on listening. Um, I appreciate you, Tamika, for coming and joining. My um, they are listening. If you guys want to say something, just push the button and I will pat uh pat you guys in. But I appreciate the people that come on and support this show and support us. I see uh, Missouri. I, I love when she's on the show. Yes, ma'am. She is a hilltop um, all-star, and she definitely adds so much to our discussions on Wednesday nights. Thank you for coming. I also see Scrap. Thank you for having me. Scrap, I see you. Are you here? Hey, hey. Yes, indeed. Hey, I am. I appreciate you guys for joining, for joining, for joining. Um, definitely, definitely. Miss Sam, let's yes. talk about. Let's get into this topic. Uh, okay. I have I follow you on Instagram, okay. and you have been. I think you were in week two, on a challenge. What is the challenge that you are? right now it's a 30-day challenge for building self-trust and confidence and so on my ig i i have different exercises that i'm doing that i'm sharing each day so today is day 10 excuse me excuse me real quick let's just have her give her uh her instagram because people are gonna people that are listening they would that's where they want to go first to her instagram have her give her instagram i'm sorry okay what's your instagram it's Marquita, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T-A dot Sam, S-A-M-S, Marquita dot Sam. Yes, I'm Marquita sharing activities. Mm-hmm, sorry, go ahead. Now, you know you're dealing with Negroes listening now. You got to go a little slow. Marquita dot Sam. All right, I am. If you are on the chat. 
I am typing that into the chat right now. That is Instagram. Got her. Find this challenge that's going on right now. Now, this is not a challenge. I'm telling y'all. This is not the challenge that you're used to seeing. This is not something that is uh, common going on. This is something very unique because uh, you are you are creating this challenge, correct? Yes, I'm creating it, and, and I'm really creating it as I go. There's some things that I've that I know that I'm going to do, but I kind of let my intuition tell me what to do for that day. Mm, intuition. We just mm-hmm. got finished talking about intuition last. Was that last week? Mm-hmm. It was last week. Yes, and I, mm-hmm. I, I remember we had a challenge from last week to this week to really uh, maybe spend some time tuning in to our intuition or the Holy Spirit. Did anybody did anybody complete that challenge? Our challenge, yeah. you know, from my you know, day go well, nobody <laughs> did. <laughs> I did. Oh my God. Oh, oh, I did one. too, Sean. Speak for yourself, Sean. Speak for yourself, Sean. I did. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> of course. <laughs> See, you know what? We love I, you, though. I'm, we love you. We love you, though. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I don't I'm know if I can ice it up a little bit. <laughs> From the show before this, um, where we were talking about listening to um, what real Denise and Brian, um, the real talk, real moments, real talk that came up for me and listening to my intuition or the Holy Spirit um, came up for me and I was given a challenge and I, I won't speak on it, but I was <laughs> given a challenge in my spirit that I um, followed through with, and um, it definitely was not me, but I followed through with it, and I'm appreciative of being, of having cleared out things my own way, getting out of my own way so that I could get through to doing the things that are really, really important to do. So I, I did. I took, I took the challenge. Amen to that girl. What you mm-hmm. what you anything you want to share that you did? Sure. So okay. So mine is a little bit weird because um, I, I I was basically tested today. So like when I'm not working at my regular job, I drive for Lyft. So I had a passenger. This passenger was like um, I picked him up and he had to go to to a supermarket. It was just to be dropped off. I didn't feel any type of way or nothing like that because my intuition, you know, would be on fire if, you know, I felt like I was in danger. So I did, you know, drop, he's like, he's like, if I could give you $20, could you take me back home? He didn't put that in the app. But I would have made more money with that $20 than I would have if I just, you know, if he would have put it in the app, basically. So I was like, sure, that's not a problem. So I turned my app off after, you know, after I was dropping him off, I turned my app off. And the whole entire time while he was inside of the supermarket, my stomach was in knots, right? So I'm like, okay, wait a minute, hold on. Let me reevaluate this. Am I just being paranoid or am I, am I just, am I not listening to my gut? Like I need to just go. Well, 
I was just being paranoid because literally, I, I mean, but it's, it, it was a weird situation. So that's because it's not like this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was just a weird situation. And, but I listened to myself and I stayed, he, nothing happened. He gave me my money. And I, he went about his way, <laughs> but that was like a, a clear moment for me. I was like, Oh man, I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad that I didn't listen to my, to the, to my paranoia. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I just stuck it out because I wasn't afraid. If that makes sense, I, I wasn't afraid, and I had to really like, I guess, sort it out, like put it in pieces and say, okay, well, what would make me afraid? But it was only because this was this had never happened to me before, so I was I, taken aback by it, basically. Yeah, and I'm sure somebody would have, you know, been like, you better not do that. Well, yeah, most people would tell you that because it's not really it's not really protocol. But I mean, at the same token, like if I'm if I'm not on the app, then I'm not actually breaking any rules. If, you know what I'm saying? Because it's my car, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you know. Right. So um, in that aspect, but as far as like the danger aspect of it, if I would have felt like he was violent, it would have hit me as soon as he got in my car. Because you are just because that my intuition is really pretty strong. Huh? Cool. I said because you are just that in tune. That's cool. That's good. yeah. I mean, I would it would have hit me like a ton of bricks, and I would have said, okay, I'm canceling this ride. And I would have told him to get out of my car, and I would have drove off if I would have, you know, if I when I first met him. But I didn't feel anything. I just feel like it was my paranoia because that nobody really has ever asked me to do something like that before. So it was just something different that I wasn't used to. And okay. that's basically well, what it was because it was no, it was great. It was fine. All right, we both we took the challenge and we won. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. Marquita. So tell us about this challenge. Tell us tell us a little bit more about this challenge and. Um, maybe some background on yourself or, you know, why is this challenge important? Yeah, so I, first I did a poll on Instagram. I think I listed out maybe four or five, three or four things that I wanted to know what people were interested in. And this was the one that most people were interested in. So kind of on face value, that was why I started it. But then also I'm a school-based therapist and I see a lot of my girls specifically coming in with very low self-esteem, like very Mm -hmm. low confidence. They're in these situations. And as I'm talking to them, I'm seeing some of myself at their age. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to do something on a consistent basis to bring more tools and resources to them because the things that I'm doing on the challenge I do with them as well. Mm, that's good. What What's the age group you're working with? High school. Okay. So teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great age. Yeah. Age great. Great. And they, I mean, especially with social media, everything going on in schools, everything going on in the society, they are really struggling. Mm-hmm. I work in middle school, and I will, I will. They 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 struggle from elementary school. They they mm-hmm. really, I, I it's just so sad. Um, I work mm-hmm. in the middle school and the young ladies, they just they are struggling. They are struggling, and you know it, it's. I have a young lady, one of the young ladies that um, she is my shadow. Lord, I have to make her go to class every hour, but <laughs> she's um. She's like, my parents, they don't love me. My parents don't love me. I was like, that's, that's not that's not true. Your parents love you. They, wow. I mean, they're just doing parent things. They're working there. Mm-hmm. And, and what I really thought about today is that, 
we really truly, like if you think about it, we really truly don't get enough um, encouragement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the amount of it's probably some statistics out there, but the amount of encouragement that you really need, not fussing at, not because I I make it a point at my school to keep down the fussing, mm-hmm. and I I use yeah. I do a lot of pouring into every day. It drain I I'm drained every day, but I am constantly. Oh, I see that. I see that about you. I like that about you. Oh, I recognize this in you. I see you. I see you. I see you. And it just, That's you, awesome. watch, you watch them expand. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. literally. And they are so starved. And it's not that they're, you know, not that their parents don't love them. It's just we are really consumed with a lot of things. And, yeah. um, I could I can say that we could use uh, everybody because the grown ups too could use a lot more yeah. encouraging. But Definitely. then a part of it too is teaching them how to do it for themselves, and that's right. that piece is missing too. They they have a lot of negative self talk, a lot of just unhelpful thoughts that send them down the rabbit hole. So. Speaking, because we talked about negative self-talk um, on another show. Where do you, where do, where do we get this negative self-talk from? Oh, that's that's a big question. I mean, a lot of places. Um, a lot of it is internalizing things that we hear. It's life experiences that have contributed to us developing certain core beliefs about ourselves. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm not likable, and attracting people who treat us that way and tell us those things that reinforce those beliefs. Mm. It could be other people, caregivers, not working through their own things and projecting that onto you. I mean, it comes from a lot of mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. sources. But also the brain has its own functions and the brain creates um, connections and memories to emotions that trigger certain things if you feel, say, or in a certain space. And so that also can lead to certain patterns of thoughts. So, so is that is that encouragement something which you just said? Is that something that hasn't occurred in say a grown up never got encouragement through their parents, and that bothered them. And but when they get when they get older and they still don't get it, is that something that you know what you just said? That's so, so something sort of like that as well, right? Correct. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Our parents our parents teach us, you know, how to love, how to be in relationship. And whatever we don't get, we seek out the same patterns from other people. And we believe mm-hmm. about ourselves. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. So our call in number is five one six four five three nine one one zero or you can reach us if you're on a two mobile device. Nine seven one three seven nine nine five three seven, or you can um, log in to the Hilltop Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are live with our guest Marquita Sam. She is a therapist, um, social worker, works in the school, a dancer, choreographer. Let's 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 kind of tangent for a second. How 
this dancing? What is this? How does the how do these things intersect? Well, it's all the things that have have brought me to where I am. So I started dancing when I was four, and mm-hmm. I mean I, I can give a little bit of background. I I started dancing when I was four. I was really um, overachiever, uh, you know, very into my books, and I went to all black elementary school. I I moved to an all white um, middle school. And then I went to a, I went to a public school, but I still was in class with mostly white students, and I think that really impacted how I saw myself and mm. how mm. I saw my culture um, and how mm. I related to my peers. And at that age, it it was challenging for me. And also mm-hmm. as a dancer, I was often one of maybe one, two, three black girls in ballet, and so there was a lot of, I had a lot of negative body image issues because of that. Um, mm-hmm. and so that kind of carried through my middle school, high school. And then um, when I was 16, my father had a liver transplant. When I was 17, I was diagnosed with the same liver disease that he had. And so at a point in my life where I was going out into the world to go to college and kind of become, you know, this person that I always dreamed of becoming, I was faced with having this life-threatening disease. And so that really shaped my perce- my perception of the world because I knew that eventually I would need this liver transplant or I would die. And so mm. my years was was I was in and out of the hospital all the time. And so mm. on top of the issues that already kind of developed in middle school, high school, I I had the feeling of nobody's going to want to be with me because I'm I have all these issues. No one's going to want to take me to the mm-hmm. hospital. No one's going to want to take me to the doctor. No one's going to want to love me because I don't even know how long I'm going to be here. And mm-hmm. so I internalized that a lot. And so I mean, there's a lot of negative self talk, a lot of just a lot. Um, and so I struggled with that, but I I knew that. I had to keep going. I knew that I wanted to have a dance career. And so I I graduated. I danced professionally in the middle of dancing. Uh, I was in Philadelphia in a studio apartment by myself, and my gallbladder erupted. And so here wow. I am in this city. Like, my aunt had literally just wow. left. She, was, she left, and, like, right after um, she, like, got on the plane and everything, and I was at home, I was, like, almost passed out. And so I had to call 911. They come and get me. I wake up in the hospital. My parents are there, and they flew from Georgia. So these incidents just happened as I was dancing, like my whole professional dance career as a young adult. I was, like, moving to different cities. I lived in Memphis for a bit, D.C. Uh, I was in Philly. And everywhere I went, I had an emergency where it was life or death, and my parents had to come get me. And wow. So, yeah, and, and, and in the midst of being a professional dancer – I, you know, you hear all these things about uh, professional dance and how hard it is, and it is hard, but also it's, I've had a lot of teachers, choreographers to really just really talk down to you or like being constantly talked fat, constantly, you're not good enough, the next person's better, go sit down, like just all those wow. things, it really takes a toll. And so I just, it was just like layers of things that was happening, and I'm just was trying to push my body through. 
because I didn't know the next time I would be in the hospital on top of people saying, like choreographers saying, you know, you can't do this role. Somebody else has to do it because you're not good enough. I mean, just, it just takes, it takes a toll. And so, I, I mean, I just kept pushing through. And so I went to grad school and I mean, long story short, I ended up moving back home to Georgia because I got sick. And so at that point, it was kind of like, okay, this is it. Either I'm going to get a transplant or I'm going to die. And wow. so, mm-hmm. yeah, and then move, I never wanted to move back to Georgia. I, I, I left in high school and never wanted to come back. And so I ended up coming back home and I was very depressed. And by the grace of God, I, I got a transplant on um, actually my grandmother's birthday. My grandmother passed away when I was 13. And my, my transplant anniversary date is her birthday. And so I felt like that was like a sign saying, okay, you have to keep going. And so I remember in my recovery, like I couldn't even walk, like I could barely move, thinking to myself, okay, as soon as I'm able to get up and move, I'm going to do a show. And the next, I want to say the, not the next year, because it took me a long time to recover, but the year after that, I did a show. And so that kind of is how dance carried me through this journey. Dance was, I would say dance saved my life. And it also, okay, while I was in grad school, I'm kind of back up. While I was in grad school, I kind of, I started my, I, I started my spiritual journey in, in tandem with this journey. And so I wanted to heal myself before I got the transplant so that I wouldn't need the transplant. But what ended up happening was it took my spiritual life to a different level. And so after I got my transplant, things got better, still have, you know, hiccups here and there, but I really shifted to um, dance being connected to spiritual healing. And so I was, you know, doing projects, working on some things and then COVID happened. Um, And then then after that, I I had a baby, got married. And while I was out with my daughter, I decided that I wanted to become a therapist and social worker. Wow. so that's kind of how it all ties in together. That 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 wow. was a brief, incredible. Very brief. I left a lot out. <laughs> that nutshell. That was an incredible. Oh my gosh, I didn't know all of that. <laughs> uh, is there already a book that's titled "Dance Saved My Life"? Because that sounds like a a book <laughs> title. You know, it's funny. I have written a book. I, I don't. I probably won't publish it. Um, yeah. Get that book out there so people can, exactly. you need to. can you need read to. your legacy that you're leaving in dance and stuff like that. You better get that book publish out there. That book. It's yeah, that's right. Don't keep that book hidden. Get it out there. Get it yeah. out there. Because that, yeah. that was just very incredible. And what I do know is that there's a billboard downtown Atlanta with your mm-hmm. latest Dance project. project. Yeah. See? Tell, tell us about that. Yeah. So um, I got a grant to to produce a a project, and so it's called the Four World Ages. It's based on a West African Igbo myth that chronicles the ages of humanity from you know the creation to the age of chaos, and it's four ages. And oh, this this project was so massive, and it just it really stretch me creatively spiritually uh, physically and the fi- the performance was at Martha's Vineyard at the yard 
and uh, we're working on a dance film now. So wow, it, it, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes, and I don't know about y'all, but my friends are my friends are better than y'all. Cause <laughs> listen, y'all, that is so incredible, Marquita. That was incredible. Yeah. I, I just got a question I want to ask real quick. Is this when you say uh, Africa? What, what, your East Africa, West Africa? West Africa. West Africa. West. Okay. Yeah. So Evo is Nigeria. So West Africa. Okay. Okay. That 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 was that was that was an awesome testimony. You said you left a lot out. I am. Um, <laughs> if you are wanting to call in, our calling number is five one six four five four five three nine one one zero. If you are in our already on my switchboard, just push one to um to to say something, and I will patch you in. I see. I didn't. The diva's in. She is in the house. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you this evening? I'm great. Glad to be uh, on the call. Oh, glad to have you. I I didn't wait for you to push one because you just, you parted it. (laughs) Well, once you call my name, I know it's my turn to say something. And uh, so I just want to say, like I said, I'm glad to be a part of this to hear this incredible story. Yeah, my sister, um, she she uh texted me and said my niece is on and I hey niece. I uh I hope you're enjoying our show and uh make sure you tune in next Wednesday as well if you are enjoying it. We're gonna take a little I picked some very I love my music that I picked tonight. We're gonna take a little musical break and we're gonna come back with Marquita Sams. Um and we're talking about confidence, building self confidence, building self trust. Be right back. Want to be right back. <laughs> but, the switch, <laughs> but the switchboard is uh, doing something weird. Go ahead, Antonio. Go ahead and give a lay something on this real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on you. <laughs> I'm waiting on you. Go ahead, lay something on this, brother. <laughs> yeah, caught you off guard. Never know when you're gonna be needed. You, you, okay. you, look, you did. You did. I was in here feeding my face. You, you sure did. You did. You did. Uh, <laughs> I got it. All right, here we go. You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round, and you can't find a but I see it in you, so we gon' walk it out. Ooh, mountain. We gon' walk it out and ooh, mountain. Yeah. 
And the silence is a quiet And it feels like it's getting hard to breathe And I know you feel like dying But I promise we'll take the world to a dream Ooh, I won't dance Bring it to a dream Welcome back to Be Lifestyle Radio. I am your host, Letitia Dorsey Magaha, a certified life coach, and we have special guest Marquita Sams on live talking about building self-confidence and building self-trust. Marquita, what would you say, and, and of course that was uh, Andrew uh, Day Rise Up, mm-hmm. which it's so perfect for, I think this was just so perfect for the story you just told. It's so beautiful. What would you say for self-trust and self-confidence? What is the demarcation? What is the difference? Why, what's the difference between self-trust and self-confidence? Mm. Self-trust is keeping your word to yourself. It's mm. Honoring your own boundaries. Mm. Mm. It's knowing Honoring that, yeah, knowing that. that you got your own back. 
So that to me is more internal. Mm. Confidence is standing on that. Confidence Mm. is is believing in yourself Mm. but also projecting it out. It's inside so that it's it's bleeding out so that others see it too. You feel it, but other people see it. Mm. I like that. I've never... I've never thought about that. I really like that. Trust is internal and confidence is standing on that internal. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. Um, yeah. One of the phrases I'm seeing a lot on Instagram now is standing on it. Standing. I'm standing on that. Yeah. Oh, down. I'm standing on that. <laughs> yeah, the confidence is st- you're standing on your trust for yourself. You know, Hmm. I don't how how do I articulate this question? We don't trust ourselves. I, I know this because I know I didn't trust myself at all. And then I can tell when people don't trust themselves because when they have that self trust, they they don't like you see it on I see it on Instagram, I see it at work where mm-hmm. people are upset with other people all the time because they're not doing something for them that they probably should be doing for themselves. And I don't even mean, I don't mean things like, you know, like you should, you know, drive me to the store things, but the kind of um, upness, right. The way that we should be built up within ourselves should be so built up and strong that we don't need anybody else to build us up. Right, but I don't right. see I don't see that reflecting in society really a, a lot. I don't really see that. Yeah, that's the validation that I talked about. I think yesterday, like we, I think society now, especially with social media, we want validation. Like the whole premise of social media is around putting something up, and then you're going to get validated for it or not. Mm, right. Mhm. Right. Yeah. I definitely know that the young people, and we talk about it all the time, and we we talk about young people all the time because it, but it ain't just it ain't just for the young people. It's it's mm-hmm. everybody is so engrossed in being validated by others, being validated. Is there any kind of you know we talked about your challenge earlier? Is there any kind of what's the first step? Because we we, we want to talk about some tools. What's a first step in building, I, I guess the self-trust has to come first because you have to have something to confidently stand on. So what would the uh, self-trust, what would you say, would, how do I know I don't have self-trust? Let's talk about that. How do I identify the hmm. fact that I'm not trusting myself? Anxiety, intrusive hmm. thought, yeah. fear, hmm. worry. Asking mm. people for validation. Yeah. Mm. When you're constantly worried, oh, what's this person going to think? What's this person going to say? If you trust right. yourself, it won't matter. Mm, Not to right. like it all the time. You're like, well, what if they say that? I'm like, well, what do you think? Does it matter mm, what right. they say? Not true. I always say, is your hair red? And their hair is not red. They say no. Okay. Well, if someone says, oh, you a whatever, whatever, 
and you know you're not, it's the same thing. Your hair's not red, so what what does it matter? Right. Mm-hmm. I know anxiety is up in our society like a billion percent. Yeah. With the children, you know, the thing that um that I've noticed it, it's so interesting for me to the grown ups are always talking at the kids, right? They're always oh you should you should be this and you should do this and you why are you like this and why do you do this? And I say to to the grown ups like, look at the society we're handing them. What are y'all talking about? I grew up in my era, I'm a Xer. I'm a generation Xer. So we grew I grew up on the Cosby show and even before that, all of the shows had a good ending. All of the things right. were about being good people. The mm-hmm. PSAs. We had PSAs about cleaning up and don't give a hoot and don't pollute. We had um, PSAs about just being a good person. Sesame Street, the electric company. Everything was about confidence, and but it was mm-hmm. all through rose-colored glasses. It really was. Because the, the world's always been ugly. You know, it's always been ugly if you choose to see it that way. But these kids don't even have, we have given them no filter. And we wonder why they're unfiltered. Now, they have so much access. They have so much access at an earlier age than we did. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. seeing these things age four, five, six, that we Mm -hmm. wouldn't have seen if we were, you know, older. And also, you think, yeah. I'm sorry, I cut you off, boy. I was saying, you said something about the, the staff and teachers, but also keep in mind the teachers are getting triggered too mm. with their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, you, 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 you actually, you touched on just what I was getting ready to say. Like, I, we have to always remember that a lot of these teachers, when they mm-hmm. look at a lot of these kids and they interact and engage with them, they see themselves. Yep. And they don't know mm-hmm. that. They don't know, like, yeah, this is triggering me. That's just reacting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you don't have a, a therapist that you're seeing or you're not presently in ther- therapy to be able to um, highlight why you're doing what you do, hurt people hurt people. You right. know what I'm saying? Unknowingly. You mm-hmm. know, so I think that's a, a great deal. I know for myself a great deal of what I see, you know, because I've been working in education, people just they're unaware because this is I'm seeing myself. So I'm just mm-hmm. re- repeating what was said to me, what was done to me unknowingly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it starts there though. We we at some point we have to start, or we have to find it uh, important enough to start putting therapists in school or some type of therapy programs or therapeutic programs in schools that will also allow the adult to be able to get what they need because if not, you know, mm-hmm. continue, they'll continue to destroy these kids' lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, they, I, I heard that um, I was talking to, I went to a workshop last week and there was a certified therapist and she was telling us that, you know, most jobs have increased the ability, the amount of therapy, free sessions, like like people can get free therapy from mm-hmm. a lot of their jobs now, and they're fr- it's free because it's, it's you know it's not gonna solve your whole entire um, childhood, but you could you know maybe crack some codes in there. But they've increased it because people are really 
literally like going postal all the time at their job. Yeah. I think there's five to six sessions, you know. Yeah. Three sessions. Mm-hmm. I would definitely I, I, I recommend think, that. I, I think, though, <clears throat> personally, <clears throat> that it's probably going to have to come to a point where those therapeutic sessions become mandatory, just like, you know, you have to meet mm. at after work for, uh, you know, um, student leader or leadership meetings and all those different meetings that we <laughs> that we set in and we, you know, don't really get a whole oh, lot man. out of. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, because it, it, if you leave it up to us, you know, we, we more than likely are going to potentially find an excuse not to be a part of those those that, you know, I got to pick up my child. I got to do this, this, that, and the third. But, like, I think it's going to have to be mandatory because it's, it's mm-hmm. necessary. But if you if you just leave it up to us, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's it's going to be beneficial because people are not going to – they're not going to take advantage of it. Or unless there's an incentive offered or, you know, um, the people that do. But, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, people people are afraid. And, you know, the older we get, the more afraid I am of uncovering the things that I have been running from my entire life. Mm-hmm. And you ask, what's the first step? That's the first step is saying, okay, let me look in and see, like, am I really, do I really trust myself? Like, do I really keep my word to myself? If I said I wasn't going to eat a cookie and I ate that cookie, that sounds very... Mm trivial but that's mm. telling your mind oh i don't trust you so mm, right mm, mm. oh i feel i feel, <laughs> you feel I, okay? I feel attacked <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy, i feel attacked yeah I but it's those that. little things that add yeah. up yeah 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 oh man i i Shut the whole show down right now, cause uh, <laughs> I, I'm telling you. And Wednesday to Wednesday, and I never feel like um, a friend of mine, and she'll be on the show in February during Black History Month. But she's a poet, and she said she used to tell people, "I'm grown, I'm grown," and she's she's um, she's a few years older than I am. And then she said she stopped saying that because grown is indicates that you have come completed growing and if you mm-hmm. stop growing then you're you're dead right so she always says yeah. now i'm i'm growing i'm growing instead of being grown and mm-hmm. and i really like that and wednesday to wednesday i'm i'm serious and just my friends period always provoke new thought new ideas new opportunities to grow new and fresh um perspectives and I for me that's essential for my life like I need fresh and new and oh Mm -hmm. boy I never thought about it like that yeah but yeah that that just really that's yeah that stepped on my toe (laughs) I'm sorry friend (laughs) okay so what (laughs) what is your suggestion like for the little things so how how because we always like to do big things right we Mm -hmm. like we like big things what I like about your challenge is it's a little thing every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Consistency. For me, mm. if I can commit to doing a little thing every day, that's saying, okay, girl, I trust you. 
I trust that you, and, and then if I wake up in the morning, like, man, what am I going to do today? I don't want to do this today. But then it's like, okay, if you don't do it, then I'm not going to trust you. And so mm. it, it's a lot of self-talk. Like, okay, I commit to this thing, and I'm going to do it. And I might have mm. to talk myself through it. I might have to affirm myself. I might have to look in the mirror and talk to myself. I might have to make a video of myself, talking to myself. There's a lot of talking to myself. And saying, hey, I trust you. I believe in you. And it sounds very um, cliche, mm-hmm. but a lot of times our automatic thoughts are negative. Like, ugh, you don't look good today. Or, ugh, I don't want to do this. And it's like mm-hmm. automatic. It's like they just generate. And if you can stop that, interrupt that, and just take a step back and realize, okay, I'm not this thought. I can right. make a choice. To, to do something different, to feel different and embody a different feeling, even if I have to visualize myself at the beach and bring that to work with me in the morning, then that's the mental toughness that I have to have. So you're mm. encouraging yourself. Yeah, you're pouring into yourself. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I think, and this is this is just my, this is my non-empirical study, but I think for African-American people, I think it's tougher for us because we have hundreds of years of encoded, if you, you know, if you study anything about epigenetics and what's been encoded now and, and the trauma that's been encoded in our DNA, we can, we'll complain all day long about a thing and not change it when we, ha- and we have the power to do so. That's I, that's why I don't really complain about like like I got on the scale and I'm just gonna be transparent because I I this thing is t- stepping on my toes like nobody's business I swear to God but I got on the scale the other day and I was like oh we're here again <laughs> here we are again but I don't do a lot of complaining externally because I know that there's nobody that's gonna do anything about it but me. So mm-hmm. what's the point in complaining mm-hmm. about it? Right. Just do it. I, I tell so the people. Do. Huh? That was saying just like whatever it is that you're feeling, you know, about yourself. And it's mm-hmm. like it, when if, if you can fix it, as long as it's not like a an illness that you can't get rid of, you know, something like that. But if you can fix it, just fix it. Because I, trust yeah. me, I completely understand exactly what you're from, where you're coming from. If I can fix it, the people at work, they complain, like, and I hope, well, if anybody from my job is listening, hey. But <laughs> there's so much complaining that goes on all day long. And I'm like, do you know how many jobs are out here? Like, mm, there really right. are. You can really, there really is anything that you want to do, including staying at your house and mm, doing right. something from home. If that's really, and and there's no... I mean, and venting, I'm not talking about venting. And and I tell people the difference between venting and complaining for me is everybody got let off a little steam. You know, if anybody knows Mm -hmm. about those old school um, um, pressure cookers, you have to let off some steam now and then. That's that's not a problem. But when you're saying the same thing over and over and over Mm -hmm. again for 35 years, Mm -hmm. what? Yeah. But, but for me, 
it's a it's a it's a outlay for me of slavery when we didn't ha- have the opportunities to do anything different but what we were told, how we were told, and where we were told. And now that we are free, we're free. We're not really it's free still in our stuck. minds. We're stuck. Right. We're yep. stuck. And so people like uh, Marquita and these th- and therapy because therapists are everywhere now. There mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. no reason to be stuck nowhere. Nothing that you do. Right. There's no reason to be stuck. Well, that's the truth. But if they don't know that they're stuck, then they're probably not thinking about getting unstuck. That, so, now that right there problem. is a whole word. Yeah. That's a whole word. Yeah. They, a, they a right. Shit, a lot of them still want to be baby babied up like you know, like the parents used to do doing this stuff. Mm, yeah. yeah. That Except too. Thirty five years old and still want to be held like a baby. Yeah. Man. Well right. but, but, it, but it all feeds into <laughs> itself. Like if you weren't nurtured as a child, you then still you want to be nurtured as an adult. Nurturing as an adult. Yeah. You still need sure. to be nurtured. And this is where I think and Marquita uh, she's the therapist. She can come in, and when we start talking about your inner child, I mm-hmm. think that's what that mm. comes in. What do you, you, yeah. you agree or? Well, I was going to say something else that you said. It made me think about you know when you're in one place, if you're disparaging yourself at that place, it's like you're never going to get to a place where you're not disparaging yourself if you can't accept that past version of yourself, the present version of yourself, and the future version version as mm-hmm. well okay if I'm if my hair is short right now and I don't like it because I cut it off and it used to be really long I can appreciate when it was long but I can appreciate it now and also I can appreciate it however it's going to be so regardless of mm-hmm. what right. it is I still love myself I still love mm-hmm. who I am in this moment because we're all like you said we're always growing we're always shifting we're never going to be this one thing so, so what about so so Makita, what about the people that put people that put themselves in the in the in places that they don't have they have the right oh I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway and and, and just to get uh what's the word I'm looking for? Just to be be heard or be seen and what about those type of people? You what know, do you mean? Like physically? No, no. What I mean by People, drama, drama people, people that, you know, just need someone to say something to them. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. can go out all day. <laughs> Start separately. You know what I mean? And then you just do something to get attention, attention seekers. Oh. Yeah, the people, well, yeah, attention seekers. They yeah. got to have that attention. Yeah. It all goes back to your childhood. So if you were in a chaotic home yeah. environment, if you were in an environment where either it was so chaotic, there's no order, or you know, whatever is happening, you're going to subconsciously recreate that. So no matter where Mm. you go, it's like the client who's like, I'm always about to fight. I'm always, you know, I just have to be ready to fight. But it's like, well, what if you never put yourself in a position to have to fight? Then you wouldn't Mm. have to fight. But because this child grew up in an environment where people were fighting, they had to fight for attention, they had to fight for food. Now it's like, okay, I'm looking for a fight because that's comfortable. That feels safe. I mean, and if you're in a, right. in a space where you don't fight, that looks real crazy. Mm. But that person feels safe. Their brain is telling me chaos is safe. Their brain is telling right. them wow, everything is safe. Or no, no, something like that. 
there's a physical component of it that I think gets left out. Then the spiritual component, like you said, it's in our DNA. So if it's in our DNA, then how do we change that? How, how do, do we change it? Change our the plasticity of our brain. Okay. On that thought, I'm gonna go to a song. How do we change? And we're gonna come back and we're gonna answer that question. Marquita's gonna answer that question. How <laughs> do we change the plasticity? Of our brain, because these are what I did. I did learn neural pathways mm-hmm. are very critical to understanding how to change a thing. We'll be right back. The Lifestyle Radio. Pardon me, I'm boss enough. Press you up, bless you, bro. Don't mess with us. 
We like the U in the 80s. Back to back, set a track. Hit the lick, get it back. Get the trick, jump the track. Bitch, I want my money back. Time and time again, while I'm sipping on this gin. Al David said it best, just win, baby, win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. And they stay there, and they stay there, and they stay there. Cause all I do is swim, swim, swim. And if you go in here, put your hands in the air, make them stay there. All right, welcome back to Be Lifestyle Radio. I am your host, Letitia Dorsey Magaha. Um, I just want to thank everybody who is on the line. I was on the break and I was thinking to myself, I'm gonna have Marquita's gonna have to come back because this is really, <laughs> really, really good. You are really, really good. I also want to shout out my sister-in-law. I see you. If you want to chime in, she is. Um, I, I, I I'm not sure if she's gotten her uh, license yet, but I know she is going into counseling. So this is. These are definitely topics that people. You know, I'm so excited that these are topics that people are chiming in on they are paying attention to because we we've been kind of circling around for a while now as as black people and i you know it's time to to elevate i think if you are want to call in it's 516-453-9110 press one if you are in my queue and you want to have if you want to say something and the little hand will go up and i'll patch you in uh patch you in uh, if you're on T-Mobile, 971-379-9537. And we also have a chat box. Um, thank you for joining us. Marquita Sams, MFA, dancer, wife, mother, therapist, liver transplant survivor. The question that was on the table. We're talking about the plasticity of the brain. What what is that? What are you what does that mean? What is what are you saying? What are you saying? Okay, so so recent research has seen neuroplasticity that the brain that we can change our brains. And so what that means is the ability to reorganize the brain. So think of the brain as like this long filing this long hallway of filing cabinet. So let's say you have an experience. Okay, it's an example. You are four years old, and you go to McDonald's, and you see somebody get hit by a car. So mm-hmm. as you get older, every time you go to McDonald's, you get anxiety. Um, anytime you see the McDonald's commercial, it makes you nervous. So the brain connects memories, specifically traumatic memories. I mean, good memories too, but memories with emotions. And so it's connected. So let's say these years later down the road, this this person is, you know, 23 years old, and their partner takes them um, to get something to eat, and then they see somebody drive by, and they have some McDonald's, and now they're getting into an argument about something, because that thing triggered something in her brain to say, this is going to, this should give you anxiety, so now you're in another situation where you're getting triggered, and so that happens mm-hmm. with, like, all these events and memories that we have. So you're in this, this long hallway of filing system, and the brain just files things away. Okay, this event is just files things away. 
And so our brain is also scanning the environment for danger. And so, because we're, mm-hmm. I mean, we're essentially animals. And so if we were like in the jungle and we saw a tiger or, or whatever that's going to attack us, we would be afraid. And mm-hmm. so our brain is going to, you know, send all these messages to the body to say, okay, get ready to fight, run, freeze or whatever. But um, that also happens in cases where it's perceived danger. So let's say I'm standing in front of 300 people and now my brain is like, okay, this is really scary. You're about to die. Even though that's not the case. Um, the brain is going to still send those same hormones, those, that adrenaline, through your body. So it's a physical response. So with neuroplasticity, you want to reorganize this filing system through behaviors, emotions, the environment, and thinking. And so a good example for me and how I use this is through dance. And so moving the body helps you to do that because you're – Um, trauma lives in the body so when you're moving the body when you're grounded when you're breathing you're able to kind of reorganize some of these patterns and so with Mm. dance for me I use in my modality I use guided um, movement visualization with the movement meditation to help you get into your body and out of the thinking brain and so that also could be through creating art, through doing something new. It's about doing a different um, experience. So, like, when, mm-hmm. if you drive to work the same way every day, you're, like, on autopilot. But if one day you're like, let me take this other way without using my GPS, and I kind of get lost a little bit, but I find my way, and you keep doing that, taking different ways, you're rewiring your brain. Mm. That's, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a lot to think about. And yeah. I, th- I think – Again, for African Americans, we there was a time for us where moving any way outside of the way that we have been that is is detrimental, like mm-hmm. like life threatening. You die mm-hmm. if you move outside of this particular structure. That's it. That's all there is. And so we still are moving, and some of us are still moving in those same ways because our bodies are telling us or our, I don't even know, it's like the DNA um, is saying, if you move any other way but this, you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's deep to me. And for myself, I, you know, even I was thinking about what you were saying about the filing cabinet um, and filing things away. I recently, I, I don't know if I talked about this. I'm going to talk about this like next year. I recently located my adopted family. Mm-hmm. And in part of that process of, of them appearing, I had a Facebook friend that I didn't really know. I didn't know her, or at least I didn't think I knew her. And she, um, something happened. I'll, I'll go into details another time. But she was like, do you remember me? And I said, no. Mm. And she said that, um, well, we used to carpool together in, in elementary school. And I was, when I tell you, I had no recollection of this lady mm-hmm. at all, whatsoever. And I'm a person that, I've been digging through my psyche since I was like in my teenage years. I've been reading self-help books like since I was 16. 
And so I don't have problems pulling out stuff and telling, oh, yeah, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened, this happened. I realized recently that I only had a certain set of memories. And that's Mm. it. Like, I remember these things, and I could tell you these things, however small or traumatic, but that's it. That's all I remember. Um, and I started yeah. thinking, like, wow, I've been a, I've been alive for a long time, longer than these amount of childhood memories. Mm-hmm. And so when this, when this lady said, she said one day we were coming home from school, and she, uh, we got into a little argument. You know, we were kids, kids. Like we're talking about third grade, fourth grade. She was, she was a little older than me, so she's maybe in the fifth grade. And she said, she said she told me. I told you, well, that's why you're adopted. Mm. And mm. When, she, when she told me the story, this is last year or the beginning of this year. I think the beginning of this year. When I tell you, I still don't remember it. Even mm. telling, even you talking about it, it now, I still yeah. don't even remember it. I, I'm just telling you what she told me. Yeah. I, it, it yeah. doesn't even, that thing is so locked in some file cabinet, which makes yeah. me go, yeah. Wow. What else is in yeah. there? You know what I'm saying? What else? Is, if if the mm-hmm. thing is so embedded that I still don't remember it. Wow. I think that's so deep to me. Yeah. yeah and your brain was developing. Your brain is not fully developing until you're 25. And so the child's brain can only hold so much trauma. Mm. And the brain said, okay, I can't hold it. Let's just file it away. Hmm. Hmm. I, I used to, when um, when my daughter was small, I was real frantic. I, I, I do a lot of reading, and I was frantic because there is, um, there was back then when she was, she's in her 20s, but back then they were saying, like, I developed um, everything they're going to get by seven, and that's it. And you're not, the, this plasticity idea was not, okay. this was not the thing. So mm-hmm. it was all about everything you need to get. So you need to be them Chinese and everything they need to have, they need to have by mm-hmm. seven because otherwise, you know, the brain starts dumping and and that's that. And so it's really good to know that even now we can rewire, we can right. rewire everything. And so for the, our, our listening, uh, for the listening, my listening audience who is even, you know, in Christianity, you know, the Bible says that we are to renew our minds, right? And that's the language from, you know, whenever the Bible was written, renew your mind. And now science and technology and those things have caught up. Mm-hmm. So how can you, how you can do that? There, mm-hmm. You can do that. You can rewire your mind. You can rewire everything. Uh, but it just takes work. It takes, it's gonna, it takes work. What are your some of your um, suggestions for wiring, rewiring? Definitely movement, but I will say, like, since you kind of talked on a spiritual aspect, energy healing. So energy is everywhere, and I I really love energy healing because it takes you to another place. It takes you to a place that's deeper than just your thoughts and your physical body and you can really uncover um like tap into your higher self or whatever you want to call it to see okay what what's really happening here and like you said before it's in our dna that you know we came from these struggles but also we're the survivors 
that's in our mm-hmm. DNA too. Mm-hmm. And at, at the quantum level, right. we're able to access that energy because our DNA is energy and our ancestors are in us. If we can access that, then we can change whatever we need to change. Right. Hmm, love that. Let's. I, I'm gonna go down a tangent. This this gonna be this gonna be sticky, y'all. <laughs> Why do black people get so scared when we start talking about ancestors? I don't know, cause it's just your grandparents, 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 grandparents. It's still your family. Hmm. I think it's because they were told Somebody something different. Somebody told tell some lies here. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's your family. Right. Your ancestors are your family. They're living right. you, your DNA, how you got here. If if if, right. you were, if you weren't here, you wouldn't be here. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, think I, a lot. I think they've been. I think the they've been. Well, I I won't say brainwashed, but I feel like you know over the years, you know, you've been taught one way, right? And mm-hmm. because of the fact that you've been taught this one way, no other way can be right because of what we've been, what has been taught. Um, I, I mean, for myself, I just always knew something was different. And then mm-hmm. when I started doing research and going inside of myself and things like that, that's when I realized, like, okay, um, somebody's got some explaining to do. Because <laughs> what mm-hmm. is going on? Like, no, I just knew mm-hmm. something was off. You know, since I was, what, maybe seven or eight years old. So, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> but, like, yeah. even in the Bible, there's a whole a whole book that says, and so-and-so begot so-and-so, who begot so-and-so, who begot right. so-and-so, and begot so-and-so, then right. they begot so-and-so and so-and-so and such and such. And this whole lineage of ancestors that they respect right. and honor by writing their names down and acknowledging. Right. So, I, I think that, you know, once you, like Missouri, like you were saying, when you start doing research, the, the that's another thing. Research. Research requires you to yeah. read. It requires you to look right. up. It requires you to, and the crazy thing, now that we have the internet, which, I mean, I'm not saying believe everything that's on the internet, but um, it's so much easier to access information yeah. that actually will help you help mm-hmm. yourself, right? And if you help yeah. yourself, then you're able to be a light to other people. If your light is dim, right. How what what good are you to anybody else? What good mm, are you right. to anybody if you are not good to yourself? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh you know, Absolutely. I these these shows, I I'm so grateful for Sean um offering this show because I think, you know, A, I love to talk, but <laughs> just the but I do. I love talking. And I love teaching. Teaching is mm-hmm. I'm very much passionate about teaching because how will you know if you didn't if no one teaches you? You know, and right. I into this day and age I'm looking around like at my job and I'm like literally I go into classes sometimes and they're not even teaching what mm. is supposed to be learning and then turning around mm. and angry at the children for not like, how are they going to pass the test? You ain't teaching. Right. right. Exactly. I, I, it just chaps my hide. I swear. Um, but then 
on the other hand, how can they teach and they don't know? Yep, how can you write about that? You can get anybody. Anybody can get a job right now. It's wide open. Yeah, it's wide open. You don't have to have no certificate or nothing. They'll be like, "We'll work with you. You you mm. wanna you wanna come in? Come come on in." That's so, not good. Oh, it's it's definitely not good. Uh, it's ten twenty seven. You are listening to Be Lifestyle Radio. I'm your host, Letitia Dorsey Magaha. Um, I'm gonna play this song. It's like ten. It's almost. I can't believe the show is on. Is like coming to a close almost. No. I'm going to play this song. I used to do a group um, every summer, a, a personal development group at Alvin Ailey Camp in Atlanta, and I would play the song to to the to the children, and I would ask them to really listen, really just listen to the words. Um, because again, like we started off at the show, a lot of people do not really know that they are beautifully and wonderfully made. And, you know, even if you go to church and they say that, and it's a, it's a whole Bible verse, people, it, it goes right over them. It goes right through one ear and out the other. Because if we really took in the, the fascinating parts of being a human being, it's fascinating. Just even how we even come into being is fascinating. And if we took right. that fascination and really understood you are, there are so many opportunities for you not to be here, right? There were so mm-hmm. many opportunities right. for you not to be born, um, but you were, and that means so much. So we're going to take a another uh, musical break, and we'll be right back. I want you all to listen to this song.
cutest one Find your identity elsewhere And you'll walk with your head held high Stay out smile cause I know that was Leah Smith and Beautifully Made. I, every time I hear that song, I don't care, I done heard that song a million times, it brings tears to my eyes because, you know, a, a lot of us, mostly, uh, most of us, you know, didn't really grow up in very affirming households. And, and I, you know, there were times where my parents attempted to affirm, but I had so much trauma to begin with, you know, I was adopted at six months. Uh, I was in an orphanage until six months. Mm. And when I tell, when I think about it, you know, I have my own uh, daughter and I could not imagine a baby being in like, and I, and I'm sure way back then it wasn't the, you know, the touchy feely, we're going to come and hold the babies, you Mm. know, like they do now. Right. And so that six months of, not being held six months of not being mm. nurtured six months of not being held to the, to the chest um six months of like and that's what, half a year is a long time for a baby to not yep. be nurtured you know so i came to my parents with trauma and so right. you know it, it was it i've been on a incredible journey to of self-discovery and trust and confidence that I really only recently stepped into in the last decade. Um, I can say that, you know, my husband has really helped me um, discover myself because we really, when we're in trauma situations, you know, when we have grown up traumatized, we really only start unpacking in safe places. You know, and so I want to thank him for being a safe space, you know, creating a safe space for me to unpack traumas that I didn't even know I had, you know. So 
I just encourage everyone, if you're listening, you know, that you are beautifully, you are wonderfully made. If you are alive, that mm. you have purpose, there is destiny for you. No matter if you, there is, it doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. You have been chosen. If you have been born, you have been chosen for greatness. And so I just, you know, wanted to share that with you all. That song just really, it gets me every single solitary time um, because here we are. We are live. And if mm-hmm. you take, take a hold of um, the information that's out there, if you're even listening, that means, you know, for me, God, the universe is trying to continue to tell you, to continue to love on you and tell you that you're here for a purpose. Yeah. So, Marquita, it is, um, I, I know I'm having you back because this has just been incredible. I can't believe it is 1037 already. It, I told you, it, it this show, it makes you look so up. And it, it goes by so fast. It is a great time of self-discovery, and I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Tell us again how, okay, how can we get in on this um, on this challenge? Okay. Well, thank, thank you for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. And thank you for just doing what you do and pouring into people. Yeah. My Instagram, so I'm posting every day a different challenge. And then at the end, I am going to do a workshop, so you can just stay tuned for that. But my Instagram is at marquita.sam. And then if my you listen, is- I want y'all, if you out there and you listening, I want you to follow. Go ahead. Tell us again where we can we find you? At Marquita, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T-A dot Sam's, S-A-M-S. And that's on Instagram. And then my website is my name, MarquitaSams.com. Okay. And you are, like, are you currently taking patients? Um Anybody look if they're looking for therapy? Are you taking patients? Well, I'm not take. I'm taking. Um, so I have a lot of different services that I offer. I do, I do one on one coaching. So that includes mental health coaching and spiritual coaching. And then I'm also taking um, Reiki energy healing sessions, and that includes intuitive messages, mediumship, um, coaching, and all that jazz. So I am taking one on one clients. And, yeah, all those services are listed on my website. I'm doing workshops, um, a retreat coming up soon, and then I'm going to do a workshop at the end of the 30-day challenge. Wow. Yeah, so you're in day – oh, go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. I was checking out some of her videos, um, you know, while, while the show was going. And also – and uh, your your videos are so spiritual as far as the dance – some of those dances can help people that are overweight or something like that. If you go and check her videos out, they, some of those can be weight loss videos, you know, as far as getting your mind back into, you know, the flow of things, eating healthy, looking healthy. Honestly, I've been, I, I just wanted to throw that at you. They, it could also help people that want to motivate to lose weight as well, too. I'm not going to take that personally, but I'm taking it personally. Are you trying to, are you taking shots? I, I know, I'm just joking. That's me. You know how they say a hit dog will holler. 
Yeah, and I do I I do miracles and emotions dance workshops. Those are dance and healing workshops. So it includes the dance, it includes the energy healing, it includes meditation, it includes psychoeducation and coaching. And so I I can offer that if you're interested in having a group. So you can reach out to me um, for that too. Oh, and plus I was talking about losing weight. I was talking about myself. Uh, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I try I'm to joking. smooth shit over. That's all. I'm hot I have. I do have a question for Marquita. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, like I said, I do a lot of research. Um, and I came across a video of a young lady. It was a couple of young ladies. Um, where they do healing through pelvic like exercises and dance of the, of the pelvic, you know, area mm-hmm. uh, to release trauma. Do you do mm-hmm. any of those things? So mine is not specific to one body part, but it okay. is the, the workshop and the process together tackles from different levels. So it does okay. um, tackle the, the mental level and the spiritual at the same time. So it's not specific awesome. to like one body part, but my workshops may be topic specific. Like Leticia was saying before, there's one that's focused on the inner child. There's another one that could be focused okay. on building self-trust and confidence. So they're topic based. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to ask Marquita Sams any questions? This has just been, I'm I'm telling you, I'm really, in all the things that we've talked about so far in my shows, uh, like my intuition is really going off. Like it, there's, when it's time to do more work, like for me, I always know when there, I mean, because there's always time to do more work, but when it's time mm-hmm. to really get down to do more work, it's time. And I know. I, I'm I'm hearing it. It's like so loud in my spirit. Like, okay, time to get back to work because it's more to do before I leave this planet. Oh um, yeah, more to um unpack. Let me, I'll say that more to unpack um before I I move out of here. Did you want to um you know give any tips or any any you know one two three steps in our last last well, few minutes? I can kind of go over some of the. Some, a couple of the things that I've talked about so far. But one thing I did want to say before is you asked a question. I can't remember what the question was, but I had an answer and I never said it. But one thing is that think about when you're, I guess, in relation to other people, how you assign meaning to things. Because a lot of times people are saying things, we're having conversations, people are doing things. And then in your mind, you may find yourself making up a story. Of oh mm-hmm. well because this person said that that must mean that I am this or I'm not that and mm-hmm. really internalizing that and if you can kind of catch yourself doing that and say okay this is not about me mm-hmm. right I can, I can kind of reduce anxiety I think we're talking about anxiety mm-hmm. yeah you were talking about the connection be, uh, between how I asked how do you know that you're that you don't trust yourself and mm-hmm. you said if you notice that you are very, if you have a lot of anxiety, you're not trusting yourself. Right. Because the trusting self would say, okay, if something bad happens, I can handle it. 
if things mm. fall apart, I can pick myself back up. I'm competent. I have the knowledge. I have the information. I have the skills. But anxiety mm. says, oh, my God, this is the end. Oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, right. my God. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's, you are, you should be jam-packed um, <laughs> with clients and uh, one-on-one. It's like, I was looking on your Instagram. You had a, a free session. Um, oh, voucher. yeah. Is that still, is that still available? I know I did that. And it was, it was oh. really, um, it was really beautiful. Um, that was, I think that was October. I'm, I, I mean, I do it from time to time. So I probably would do another one in the okay. next month. So. But, so how do you balance all this? You know, I, you have a little, you have a baby, uh, right? No, you're not asking me the wrong question. <laughs> you have a baby and a husband and how do you get um, by the grace of God <laughs> no I mean I I have I like routine, I like routines and rituals I have like things that I like to do in the morning um like I like to I have to do something like if I, I have either write down my dreams set my intention pull a car, do, I have to do something. And it may not be the mm. same thing every morning, but it has to be something just so I can get my mind right, get my mm. spirit right yeah. for the day. Um, mm. So I have certain, yeah, I have a certain maybe framework in place and it is mm-hmm. different day to day, like at nighttime. Okay, I need to do something before I go to bed. During the day, I have something on my person that reminds me, okay, you need to check in. So it may not be the same thing every day, but it has to be something. And so that kind of right. that keeps me balanced. Um, and then, you know, in, in marriage, you have to support each other. You have to balance. Um, I think we do a good job of doing that. You know, Miss Marjani, she she is in the stage of she wants to do what she wants to do when she wants to do it. And so sometimes I have <laughs> to just remember the days when I said I really want a baby and I really mm. want a child and really mm. – and she's really, you know, throwing that tantrum. I have to remind myself, you you wanted this, <laughs> and and then just realize that it's such, in all honesty, it, it's such a blessing. And I always go mm-hmm. back to um, one of my lowest points of of like when I had a transplant and not knowing, you know, waking up, you know, from surgery and not even knowing where I was, not even knowing, you know, what's going on you know, having hallucinations and having images of, like, being carried off to death, that Mm. I'm here. And so in those moments of chaos, I'm able to find that calm Mm. and and move forward just because I I promised my ancestors and the soul who gave the gift of life to me that, that that I would do my best. Mm. And in those hard days, that keeps me going. It sounds like you're doing more than your best, my my friend. You are really rocking life best. out. You are rocking life best. all the way out. Yeah. Doing my best. All right. Any, anybody have any more questions before? I mean, boy, this has been such a treat. This has been, you are a whole treat on a Wednesday <laughs> evening. I'm Tell enjoying you. you. Thank you so much for having me. And as and as you know, it's it's like when you can bring somebody to a show, and and 
and and do it from the kindness of your heart because you know on the on the music side I bring like executives that you know you in order for to sit down with them you you got to pay them like That's you know thirty five hundred you know ten thousand yes. dollars sit with them but yes. when you're but when you create a friendship and you can bring them on to your you know to your platform for free. Man, you better get this knowledge while it's free. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, because this costs. Facts. This thing costs, but you know, yeah, I tell Ugh. the kids, y'all at school, y'all goofing around because it's free. Y'all don't really right. understand the value. They, they don't. don't. They don't no. understand that this is a value. There's other countries where they, oh, you second grade, you on your way out to the field. What are you talking right. about? They don't understand. So, I totally appreciate your time. You are, you know, you work in the school too. You have a husband and a child. So your time is definitely, I, I is honored. And I am so appreciative of your time and energy for coming on to the show. She want her, hus- her husband and, and daughter gets on the nerves. All she got to do is boom, walk on out the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and. <laughs> wave the hand, wave the hand, watch the moon walking. Moon walking on out the door. That is right. hilarious. She likes to dance too, my baby. She she likes to dance now. She likes to sing too. She sing and dance, don't she? Yeah, she likes to sing. Oh uh, well, we gonna have to get her on the show. Get her little opinion. Oh my goodness, girl. <laughs> All right, I want to remind everybody tomorrow night um, on. Is this Peach Street ready? Or tomorrow is this the Hilltop? Which, hilltop. which platform is on the Hilltop? My husband is going to be on um, tomorrow night. He has a new uh, EP that will be dropping on Friday. Yay. So excited. Um, we, did a, we did a listening party um, Sunday. No, Friday, last Friday. And it was received really well. We did. It was a really, 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 really well received um, listening party. People really uh, got into it. Um, so Friday, tomorrow, Hilltop, they're going to be interviewing him and playing some some little snaps of his music. So make sure you tune in to that. I. I had a song I wanted to play, and I cannot find it. It did not show up in my queue. Also, also have a special guest that is going to be on listening uh, tomorrow night as well when we are uh, doing uh, Antonio's uh, snippets of his EP. I mean, and they're from Motown. One of our good friends of mine. I told him, man, come on, listen to this dude. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so, appreciate yeah, that. That's really awesome. That's awesome. Well, I I can definitely testify to um, this is an awesome singer-songwriter, but I digress. Listen, tomorrow night, well, y'all, I pass out cards at work. (laughs) This is just a funny thing. I pass it out to the uh, lady she works in, one of the ladies who works in the library. She looked at the card, and she was like, oh, Damn, he he looked good. I was like, oh yeah, that's my husband. Thank you so nice. much. I, yeah. I didn't know we, <laughs> I, I didn't know we were like so bold these days. To, uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, look, a woman go, a women are just like men now. If they see something that looks good, they gonna come out and tell you. 
like, listen, <laughs> listen, I was just kind of a little shocked that she would even just be out like that. I can imagine that look you gave her. <laughs> no, I just, oh, I didn't give her no crazy look because I'm like, she like 75 years old. So, I mean, I'm smiling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Antonio going out to the grizzly bear playing, bro. <laughs> oh my goodness, Sean. Oh, it's, oh, it's hilarious. I, I was just, I, it just was hilarious to me that she just was like, boom. She just, I don't think she could help herself. She just, just out. My don't do it, son. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hilarious. I um next next week, next Wednesday, we will um we'll be hosting the show from Detroit, Michigan, where we'll be located next Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving. Um, my sister, she's still on. I'm coming. I'm coming to Michigan. I hope to see y'all. Um, D. The D. And hopefully D. it is not. No, I don't, I don't live in eight mile. I live 15 minutes away from uh, Canada. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, oh wow. I used to go to Canada to hang out because their um, drinking age was lower than ours in the United States. All you needed was gotcha. an an ID. You just go across the bridge or go under the tunnel, and that's the whole experience. And you was in Canada, and we had, I used to have a really good time. So we will, day before Thanksgiving, we will be hosting our show from live from Detroit and Missouri. Did we talk about Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause we, ah, oh, man, we're gonna miss. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I just, I just remembered. That, yeah, um, I, I'm not looking forward four to four hours. That four hour brine turkey. Yes, I remember. The now. four day brine. Four day. The four That's day. Right. Yeah. Four day yeah. Yeah. Save us some. Yeah, save us some. <laughs> I wish I could ship you guys some. You not? You not in Georgia? One of these days. I'm in Georgia. Oh, I'm in Georgia too. I'm right. I'm in Augusta. Oh. Okay. Isn't Are that you close guys in Atlanta? Atlanta? Yeah, we're in Atlanta. Yeah, I think Macon's only like a couple, maybe like two and a half hours from here, from me. Now, Marquita, are you Atlanta's from Macon, or you just went to school in Macon? Now you know I'm from Macon. Shout out to Macon. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thanks everybody who's been on. This has been an uh, amazing show. I want to just give out a sh- another shout out to Sean for just even making this possible for me, opening this door. Uh, my um, in-laws who've been listening the whole time, I appreciate you all for joining us. Um, Missouri, Divas Den, Scrap Iron. Thank you for having me. Antonio, Tamika, my niece, anybody else out there. My friend Trina was on um, the chat. Shout out to her and her family. Congratulations on their new house. And um, 
we are going to see you all or hear from you all. Same time, same place, same station next Wednesday. And we are out. Good night. Go again tomorrow night right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. It's going to be live.
Yo, this is singer-songwriter Antonio Magaha, and you are now tuned in to B-Radio. Peace.